Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes episode five. Um, we're we're fully in it now. Um, so I'm Trey, joined as always by Cam, Dylan, Tucker. We have Tucker in the studio for only the second time ever. So uh, big big time there. How's everyone doing? Fantastic. I'm good. All right. So uh, first of all, you know we're more than a month in now. We've seen some serious growth. Uh, a lot of a lot of new listeners, um, some new Twitter interactors, followers, I guess you would call them. Um, so basically, we're on the up and up. We're we're moving up in this world. I'm excited. I think we might rival like I don't know ESPN or some little company like that. But well, we just want to... Sports Nation. I think we're 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 kind of passing them at this point. <laughs> I forgot they existed. I, I mean, we were on it, Cam. You and Buzzfeed. I, so... No, not Buzzfeed. What is it? Um, Who's left on Sports Nation? Bleacher Report. They're done, right? They are about. They just trash. lost like 200 people. Um, but anyways, um, thank you guys for listening cons- consistently. Uh, the people that listen consistently and anybody new, welcome. This is Wasted Takes. Uh, we're going to get after it. New little wrinkle to Wasted Takes today, though. We decided to introduce a new rule. Um, as we all have a alcoholic beverage in front of us, we will be banning a topic for each one of us. So something that we've each been talking about most of the time, um, we have to kind of get rid of and drop it. So for me, it's obviously the Patriots. Uh, Cam, what what did we say for you? Um, my big thing was Tannehill. I think I've touched on it every Drake. single week. Um, maybe not a reason to this week, but yeah, I won't. And I'll maybe I'll bring it up on purpose just to take a sip. Uh, Tucker, uh, Lamar, I think is yours, right? Mine's Lamar. Luckily, he's irrelevant, so um, I won't be drinking much tonight. And Dylan, you've got probably the worst one of all. You've got anything outside of football you're not supposed to talk about. Right. So we'll be getting wasted here on wasted takes. I think you're going to be having <laughs> a few of them Coors Light. But all right, so let's um, jump right into it. Um, we'll start with our winners and our losers. So for our winners, uh, the Packers lost. They were frauds. I called it from the beginning. Um, Cam, you you had the Niners by 17. They won by exactly 17. So uh, congratulations on that one. I think I'm gonna Thank have to buy you a cake for that one. That was right on point. <laughs> the Niners are good. We all said that. So that that goes in. In terms of uh, Twitter, Tucker, you had the take of the week for Bill O'Brien as of Thank the you. recording of this podcast. And then uh, Harry Potter, Potterheads came out. They showed love. You so. know what? I was just impressed that it was close. I mean, yeah, that, it, was. <laughs> it was a lot closer than I think we all expected. So that was the most like interaction we've had and it was maybe the most outside of sports thing that we ever talked about so maybe we shouldn't be doing a sports podcast we should be doing a pop, pop culture podcast or something but uh, uh into it for our losers we had a rod super bowl cam um you said he was going to win one more maybe not this year so i'll give you that but you did say he was going to win one more this is clearly i will the year. take my l on that big time i hate him i don't <laughs> even like that take i i was just you know you didn't even vote for yourself in the poll right no, Bill O'Brien. That was a better one. That's <laughs> what I wanted to talk about, actually. Um, I came up with one last week, last uh, minute. Tucker, you are in last place in our picks, as we'll talk about. That was mostly because you took the Titans. Now, you did say you took them just to have different from me, which I appreciate. But uh, the Titans stink. Turns out they don't stink. But they, they were a good team, but Tannehill didn't not show up enough. in the end. Uh, Cam, you can't talk about it, so I'm just going to say Tannehill, not the guy. Stinks. Um, um Wow. This is tough, huh? <laughs> um, uh, shout out to our boy Brooke Williams uh, of Florida State um, University because he had Cerrone winning in the second round, um, and he got knocked out in 40 seconds. Thanks so, for him on that. Lost 20 bucks out of that, Brooke. So thank you very much. Yeah, Tucker put the money down on that, so that's <laughs> tough. And then, of course, the national championship. Uh, Dylan and I were the winners there. We had LSU, Cam and Tucker had Clemson. Happy uh, loser. 
Happy loser. Sad loser. So there we go. Um, that's our that's our winners and our losers from last week. Um, let us know, you know, if we missed anything. If we, you know, hit us up on Twitter. Tell us how we're doing bad. Tell us how we're doing good. Um, so let's just jump into wasted takes now, Cam. I think I want you to lead off because you said you had more than a page written down on your wasted take. I want you to lay it on me right now. Let's go. Yeah. So. <laughs> This isn't the take that I wanted to, but I was forced to do. After I watched the national championship game, I, I had Clemson by a large margin, and Joe Burrow show kind of took over against one of the best defenses in the league. So here, here you go. Joe Burrow is the best NFL-ready college quarterback I have ever seen. I, I said in the past that he was the best I'd seen since Andrew Luck. Yeah, I'm changing it to ever. Wow. He's the best college quarterback I've ever seen. He's going to get drafted by the Bengals. Bengals already said they're not trading up. I don't see why they would unless it was for to, to, to just get four automatic Super Bowls or something crazy. Um, he will make the playoffs next year. He will. Wow. He will win the Bengals their first Super Bowl. <laughs> he will win them multiple Super Bowls. This is why. Listen. I did some digging, and I was like, could he really pull this off? The Bengals were a joke of a team this year, but that was this year. The Bengals are eerily reminiscent to a 49ers team that we saw last year. Here's the similarities. Both teams, big problems at QB, right? Nick Mullins and C.J. Bethard, probably not the answer for you. Neither is Andy Dahl and Ryan Finley. Both teams lost their first nine games. Don't know if you remember that or not about the 49ers just last year. Both teams have head coaches, few experience, a little bit of experience in football. Both have family that is also in the game. Look what happened this year to the 49ers. They finally got Jimmy G back at the helm. Now, Bengals defensively, not even, not even close. However, I'm thinking they make some moves in free agency, put together a decent draft class after Burrow, and I like them a lot. Look at this team offensively, okay? So a big part of Joe's success in college is he's got Justin Jefferson on one side and um, forgive me, I forgot the other guy's name. Um, Ross? No, no LSU guy. Don't know. Oh, oh, you're talking about, yeah, no, don't know. I don't know anything about the Bengals. Who's their number I mean, one? Like, the, I don't know. The whatever. Tigers, whatever. Joe Mixon. Not the Bengals. Too many LSU. Tiger teams around. There's 15 Tiger teams. I can't keep them straight. I was talking about LSU. doesn't matter. Okay. Listen to this. How's this sound for you? And healthy A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, the number one wide receiver this year, Auden Tate, John Ross, Tyler Eifert, Joe Mixon working that offense with Joe Burrow. Isn't Tyler Not Eifert a free agent? If they sign him again. He's coming to Which England. I think they should. I don't think I'll drink. I'll drink on that because he's coming mention, to England. Not to mention, not to mention, this guy grew up two and a half hours from Cincinnati. I think the script is written and there's no reason why this guy doesn't become the next best thing in the NFL. Now, here's my slight problem. That we're gonna have to take up in a couple of weeks when we do our next year uh, playoff predictions. Now, throughout this show, I realized that I now have put the Broncos, the Dolphins, and the Bengals all in the playoffs <laughs> this year. <laughs> all in the AFC. There's only two wild card spots open. These guys are in very, very tough conferences. Um, so I'm gonna figure that the logistics of that out later. But um, Joe Burrow, he's the dude. So here's my biggest problem with it is that, like you said, the Bengals don't have enough on defense. I don't think they're going to be able to bring in that many 
uh, pieces. But, um, I mean, it could happen. I think that A.J. Green is a guy that I'm kind of low on just because he, he was so content. Last year, they like there was some trade talk, and he seemed like he wanted to stay there, and he was content with just always being a loser. This was before he knew that he was getting a guy like Burrow. But um, I don't know. I just – every time, like, I've, I haven't – seen Cincinnati be good ever like ever I don't think they made it to the playoffs like they made it yeah but they get their butts kicked in the first round every time okay well Andy Dalton is garbage yeah yeah but like I don't know I just think I just think they they that's just a place that's like football purgatory they just go people just go there and they stink and they stay there and they either get mean about it like Vontez or Pac-Man Jones or they just like disappear I don't know I don't disagree with that I'm just saying that you know that changes for organizations every all the time. I hope they don't ruin him because I love him. I'm such a big Burrow fan. I hope they don't ruin him. Now I actually like this take and hate this take for the same reason. That reason Zach Taylor. So Zach Taylor, great QB coach. I mean, do you know who the first guy he was like known for mentoring? Nope. Ryan, Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill. I'm trying to drink it up. Drink it up, Cam. <laughs> And then, I mean, um, he also did a great job with the Los Angeles Rams and Jared Goff as a QB coach. And so I think Joe Burrow can thrive under him. I'm just not sure of Zach Taylor as a head coach. I mean, this team wasn't good this year, but it wasn't 2-14 and 14 bad. I think okay. they sh- should have been did better. Did you listen to what I just said about Kyle Shanahan, though? No. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan did the same exact thing last year with the 49ers. They won five games, five and eleven or something. Yeah, but they also made that a team was bunch of good. Def- they made a bunch of changes. They had a bunch of pieces on the defense. This is a defensive team. I think that team would have been halfway decent if Garoppolo didn't get hurt. Now they, ha- I'm just saying, like they have to make a lot of other changes. Other Cam, than you're just acting like we're talking crazy, Joe. but Dalton wasn't hurt. Finley wasn't hurt. They just weren't built I said, to win. I never said they were injured. I said they were dealing with QB problems. I compared Ryan Finley and Aaron Dolan, Andy Dolan to Nick Mullins, who didn't play bad at the beginning, just didn't win, and C.J. Beathard. See, now, now, I'm saying if they just get a couple guys in the future, it doesn't have to be in one year to build their team. You didn't say that they were going to win the Super Bowl next be year. be all right. No, he didn't, <laughs> Andy, he didn't say Super Bowl next year in a couple years. Right? Andy Dalton is in a no, Super Bowl next year. Andy Dalton is a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, but he's a playoff-caliber quarterback. He's a guy that can get you there. Two things. You definitely did say they're going to win the Super Bowl next year. No, I didn't. Well, I have it written down in my no, notes. No, I said playoffs I next year. <laughs> uh, okay. Right. And, but two, other point. We kind of said the same exact thing about this, or same thing last year with Baker Mayfield. I guess that was kind nope, of the not me. No, but there was no, kind of me. some rumbles that they were gonna that they were gonna make like that's how much hype they had going into the season. It was like oh look Baker's at all the players they have. Year. Look they at have how... receivers now exactly. And, I and will they were agree with good. you. I was on the Browns I don't think... train. I was on the like twelve and four Browns are gonna be very good this year. But I think Joe Burrow is on a completely different yeah, level yeah, than yeah. Baker that's, that's the only thing. But we did say it, it was like the same kind of scenario. But I'd say Burrow's or that that division is. isn't heading in a better. good place either. I mean, the Browns stink. Actually, the Ravens are gonna be a problem. They're in the same division, <laughs> yeah. right? So they might got, they, they'll have to get in as a wild card team. Say the Bengals are taking the division. Wow, that's insane. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. Um, I guess I can jump into my take. It's not a not a super hot take, but here it is. 
I think that uh, Pat Mahomes is going to win at least four Super Bowls over the course of his Jeez. career. Um, <laughs> he, it, um, he's uh, consistently good. He has been since he became the starter. His playoff stats, he's 89 for 142 with a 62% completion. Uh, nearly 1,200 yards, 11 TDs, no interceptions. That's the big one. He doesn't throw picks in the playoffs. Watch. He's got 115 rating, 3-1 record. These numbers are really good. Um, and he's going to just will his team to the playoffs every year, regardless of the talent around him. He is the and, – and what I see from watching him, he's got that intensity that you see out of, like, winners. He, like – that run he had to the end zone was just pure will. Like, he just wanted to score there. That he was, was – like, that was pure football porn. Yeah, he just wanted to – he just ran, ran over four guys and, like – he just got wrecked. But um, so he has the intensity. He's And I think he's set up to be an all-time great if he keeps his trajectory. And like you said, Cam, he's got the clutch gene. Tucker, I did um, not realize I was taking your waist to take. Yeah, no, this hurts. I mean, so I'm just going to jump right off this. Um, as a Patriots fan, I'm honestly worried that Patrick Mahomes could take the GOAT title away from Tom Brady in his career. I disagree on I that. know, but... I mean, this guy's already breaking records in his first and second year starting. This guy is unbelievable. He's been averaging 33 points per game. He's had 78 touchdowns and 18 interceptions. And he's, what, 23, 24 years old? He has another five years of improving. I don't even see where he can improve his game. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think so. I, don't, I, I said that during the game, and uh, my stepdad was like, there will never be – another Tom Brady ever. So, like, I agree with that. I don't think that he'll win six. That's why I'm saying four. It could be this year that he starts. I don't know if it'll be he'll start. If but he I, starts this year, I think he can win six. I don't know, man. I think that, that you, the level of consistency he'll have to have, I don't know if he has that. I do think he is unbelievable, and he's going to be a top five quarterback by the time he retires. I don't know about number one, but, yeah, Cam, well, what's up? Okay. I got three things. One, I don't think he's going to be the greatest of all time because Andy Reid's too old to coach for another that was my, 12 that years. That was my point. Uh, second, I don't think Patrick Mahomes, his style of play, he's going to get injured at some point. He's going to start getting hurt. He's not going to be able to play for as many years as Brady. Three, uh, quick question. Um, you said, Trey... Patrick Mahomes is going to win regardless of the talent around him. This reminds me of something that I watched. Not when he's 42 uh, years old. No, 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 no. This right. reminds me of something I watched <laughs> with uh, Stephen A. and Max Kellerman today. Um, Stephen A. was arguing that the talent around him is what makes him great, and he said that Alex Smith would also be in the Super Bowl this year. Do you agree with that? Anybody? No, I don't. I don't. And I think it's just by watching him play, you can tell. That's the just way, being humble. The way he moves around the pocket and the way he just – he's smart. Like, he just he just hucks it into the fifth row if there's nothing there. Like, he doesn't try to force anything. He, his mobility is it's not, like, crazy, but it's, like, decent. Um, I don't know. Just from what I've seen, from what I watch, the no interceptions to me is really what stands out. I mean, that's – you can't turn the ball over the playoffs if you want to win. And he's smart about it. He's a winner, I think. And I think that – you know, it's it's helpful to have you know the fastest receiver in the league and another second guy who's decent, who's pretty halfway decent, and then uh, Kelsey, who's a top two tight end in the league. It it just I think it helps, but uh, overall I think that he's the key to their success. I don't think they like when he was out, they weren't playing that great. So I got yeah. I got Mahomes winning at least four. 
I don't know. I mean, that's tough. I mean, it's so hard to say how many Super Bowls a guy's going to win, but he's he's good and the team's good. I don't know how long Reed's going to be there, but yeah. I mean, he's a big part of it too, but Andy Reed has only been to one Super well, Bowl. If they win so. this one, then he only has to get three more. Exactly. So that's it's, it could start this year, but I don't think it will. But uh Dylan, do you do you have a ways to take for us? Uh my ways to take is pretty simple and I'm going to have to drink for this one cuz we're talking about baseball. Let's do it. I'll drink with you. I'll drink also. Thanks. Um, okay. Tannehill. Okay. <laughs> so my take is simple. I have been a baseball fan my entire life. Love baseball. Love the sport. Love the MLB. Right now, they are in a heap of trouble as a league. Last year I was talking about the NFL and how much a good how good they're doing. The MLB, complete opposite. They are losing fans to other sports. Other sports are on the rise. And now this whole cheating scandal that involves literally the entire league, it's not boding well for them in an already terrible situation. I think people are just gonna more people are just gonna not care about it, and it's really sad and it makes me want to cry. The, the two biggest teams that are implicated are two of the last three World Series winners. Now, I'm coming in the other half. I think this is great for baseball because for the first time in a decade, it's in AFC Championship, I mean, Championship Week in in the NFL, and people are talking about baseball. Yeah, but that's That's something that hasn't (laughs) happened in 10 years. And I think now it gives you interest, at least. I think it's a good storyline if one of these teams make a playoff run. It'll interest people in the game at least so i think it's i don't think it's good because baseball is a weird sport in the way that the fans are like really weirdly a, like religious it's a royal well, like a loyal game yeah it's like you, you everybody that played baseball knows like oh you you gotta respect the game like the respect for the game is there more than most sports i'd say and i think they also have terrible video review and i hate it and <laughs> it's stupid but when this, this cheating thing, this cheating thing, I need another beer, man, it's like, it's a black eye for the league. Now, cheating in baseball, I don't really like have a huge problem with it. Out like if it's just sign stealing, well, that's that's not cheating. That's the game. But it technically is cheating. So no, it's not. If the team is dumb, if the team is dumb enough to let you steal signs just from like watching the game that's on them yeah but even like the new uses of like technology like an apple watch to do it like well, i don't course. have a major problem with that either oh i do anything that involves technology is terrible but if you if that's where like i draw the line if you can just like if the guy if the pitcher's tipping his pitches or whatever like that's fair game i think that's part of the gamesmanship of it but i don't know cam what do you have on the uh topic um baseball is a dying breed in my opinion i don't watch it I played it up until about eighth grade, and to see the the stadiums outside of outside of the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, just you know the empty seats, and I think it's it's worsening every year. Um, I agree with you, Dylan. I think this is not going to be helpful towards it. I think it's getting a lot of attention, and it's negative attention. They say there's no such thing as bad press, but. This might be an exception here. I think I think baseball is going downhill, but the Yankees are going uphill. That's all I guess. <laughs> well, we can talk more about how the impact on the league later. Uh, we got a segment on it. So there's our waste of takes. Oh, um, oh wait, no, Tucker, you I took yours, so you got to go. My bad. I got one still. I you know what? I came you got up, the backup plan. I got a backup plan, and my backup 
is that Aaron Rodgers is done as a serious NFL QB as a, con- I as love a it. Super I love Bowl it. contender. I love and it. And I don't think he'll go down in the top 10 history. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't think he will. He's an all-time He's quitter with oh that my. move. That not diving on that ball when he fumbled the snack, snap, pathetic move. He only won one Super Bowl his entire career. And Dylan and, said a couple weeks ago it doesn't count. And, and on top of that, exactly. And on top of that, did you know? Do you know take. that he's his road <laughs> record over the course of his career is exactly 500. He's a baby. I he's said a that 500. Unless he's coddled and everyone's cheering for him and he has the home crowd and every and he has a league going into half, he's awful. He can't deal with adversity. I just I don't think a guy like that can go down as an all time great. I love this take. And I'm so so. This is over years. Like I don't. I didn't even hate Rodgers in, until like recently. I don't hate him. I just dislike him. I think he's a baby, like you said. He needs to be coddled. The the, the amount of times I've had to listen to the Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers debate like sickens me. They call Rodgers the most talented ever. He's the most talented ever. He's won one Super Bowl. He's has he even been to two? Did he lose? No, he's only been to one, right? Nope. No, he's been to one. So he's he's a bum. He's a bum in short order. He, I do he's think he's top ten just based on his skill. I think he's top ten, but I don't know. I uh, he, I like this take. I he even takes more of a hit because he is so good, but has performed so bad. And it's not like he hasn't had talent around him too, because he has. I mean, and I I verb I laughed out loud when I heard that he said the window is still open. Out loud laughed. Cam. Um. Because of my take last week, I'm gonna have to disagree with you, Tucker. <laughs> I still think Aaron Rodgers can can definitely win games and can win another Super Bowl, but it's gonna rely on the talent around him and how well that he gets along with uh, Matt Lafleur. He went 13 and three this year with I bet none of you can name more than four players on the team. I can. Aaron Jones. Okay, but it's a hyperbole. <laughs> there, this is a team that you should be able to name a bunch. Like the 49ers. I, I mean, they were in the NFC Championship and people didn't know them. Yeah, I get your point. Right, yeah. exactly. And he has Devontae Adams to throw to. Jimmy Graham sucks. I'm sorry. He is terrible. He's washed. Aaron Jones played well. I can name Blake Martinez and Jair Alexander on defense and nobody else. So what he did this year with a really bad team was good. Granted, he they were the most overrated team, thirteen and three. They played like a nine and seven team, as Colin Coward said today. Um, but I think he's still very good. If they get some more talent, especially defensively, they can make some noise. Um, I don't like him as a person. I <laughs> I, I don't. Um, I read a tweet today. I think I sent it to you guys that said maybe not. That said. I don't know why Aaron Rodgers isn't playing. He must have family in Miami. No, I, you sent that to me. I laughed. I read it to Tucker. It was funny. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, no. Not a class act. I came up with that take last week on on uh, out of whim, but <laughs> I think he's still got a chance. Now, I want to get ahead of this whole 13-3 and three thing because this team didn't play well this year. They're, they only won three games this year against teams over 500. Two of which were the Vikings, which Trash. doesn't really Garbage. count. And the third was the Chiefs without Pat Mahomes. And they squeaked out a victory. This team Tucker. didn't this team wasn't a like contender ever. There was never a time this entire year that they had a chance of winning the Super Bowl. 
And Aaron Rodgers didn't play great. I'll defend you, actually, at this point. Um, <laughs> I completely – okay, so Aaron Rodgers, a crazy stat I saw, now is 0-5 on the road against number one pass defenses. His road record is horrendous, like you said. Against good players, horrendous, like you said. And remember a couple weeks ago for uh, episode three, I made up my own power rankings at the time. Um, just an update on those power rankings. The number two 49ers and number five Chiefs are playing in the Super Bowl. So not terrible. Who'd you have as number one? But, what? Who'd you have as number one? The Saints? Ravens. Ravens, huh? Um, but but in those power rankings, the Packers, like I said earlier, were 13th out of 32. So that just goes to show that they didn't put up a lot of efficiency. They just played to win by a little bit without putting up big numbers. And, um, yeah, I don't care. I hate the Packers. I don't care. All right. So now we're done with our ways to takes. My bad, Tucker. <laughs> um, let's just jump into uh, – we've talked a lot about these games already, but let's just break down the games quickly. Chiefs versus Titans. Uh, I just had that Kansas City's too explosive, like I said. It is kind of concerning, though, because they went down early, and then they went down early against Houston. So it seems to take them a, a minute to figure it out which could be a problem against an explosive Niners team mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Um, Tannehill didn't show up when he needed to. Uh, like I said, he's not good. And they're going to pay him, though. They are going to pay him, I think. Um, and then for Henry, only 69 yards. Nice. Uh, That's a nice. good number. Um, Shout out Frank Clark. Uh, Cam said that they need to get to 120 to win. Shout out. But uh, the Chiefs defense, they impressed me because I said they were bad. I said they stink, but they shut down You know, one of the best runners in the league. Um, and if they could shut down like Mostert in the bowl, they got a shot. So, uh, yeah. Anything on the game, Cam? Yeah, I'll go for it. Oh, Chiefs defense scares me. As of now, I'm, I, I like the 49ers, but the spread is, it's minus one for the Chiefs last time I saw. The spread's crazy. I feel like nobody knows who to pick in this game. Um, going back to the Titans game, what the Chiefs did on defense, especially in the second quarter, late second quarter, second half, was scary. Tyron Matthew is playing like he did at LSU, which is scary. Frank Clark didn't do much, but he did. You know how he uh, called out Derek Henry saying he's not that hard to tackle. His teammates, you know, back that up. Uh, Chris Jones is an absolute monster. Um, the Chiefs defense is, is looking good, and Jimmy's going to have to deal with a lot of pressure. I have a feeling Andy Reid is bringing the house on that man. And, uh, you know, rest in peace if he does it. Tucker, anything on the game? I honestly thought Vrabel did a good job. Um, I thought when he was scripting plays at the beginning of the game, the offense looked awesome. Like, it was actually really fun to watch that team the first few drives. But, I mean – at the end of the day, they were just outmanned. You can't keep up with that Chiefs team. There's no way that defense is going to be able to keep up with them. And Pat Mahomes is a generational talent, and you can't just beat them off of just luck. Like they had, like, I don't know. I thought they played ahead on the Ravens, and the Ravens started to panic. Pat Mahomes doesn't panic. That's, yeah. That's, I mean, that's one of the reasons I had him in my ways to take is because he, just got angry and played well. A little bit like my boy Tom. Um, free agent, so I don't have to drink on that drink. one. Um, <laughs> Dylan, what you have on the drink. game? All uh, right, I'll drink. I'll drink. Fine. Uh, yeah, I think you, you guys... <laughs> 
you guys hit the uh, the old nail on the head on all of these, so I'm with you on this. Uh, Mahomes is just too good, and the Titans just didn't have enough. I mean, it was pretty simple. I like I said, I think they needed if the Titans were gonna have a chance, they needed to just turn it into like a big scoring game with Tannehill throwing bombs. Because I I think I don't know how I how I thought that they were gonna shut down Henry, but I figured they were just gonna just commit to stopping the run, and it was gonna have to be Tannehill and. He might not be terrible as I thought, but he's not a Super Bowl. Well, they had they had one play in the first half where it was like third and one, and they put the goal line defense out on the yeah, other I team. Saw on, that. On their forty because yeah. they knew Henry was going to be running. So I mean, they obviously knew that that was like their uh, Titans' only weapon, and they just played to that. So all right, you know what I'm going for? I don't care. Uh, Tannehill played very well. <laughs> Finish your beer, and he is he's in the perfect situation. And his play-action offense has never been better. I think they should have gotten A.J. Brown more involved. He had one catch in the first half. Yeah, that's he true. took off, broke a couple tackles, and then nothing else. Um, I'll drink, but after that, if the 49ers get a lead like the Texans did, game over. If they get a lead like the Titans did, Chiefs might be in trouble because their defense is good enough to hold it. I'll drink. I'm yeah, here. so let's, let's move into the Packers 49ers, the NFC side. This game wasn't close at all. I said so. I have officially broken the by fifty curse um, with the win. They didn't win by fifty, but still. Um, no, that's that counts. Over, <laughs> it does over count. Thirteen is fifty. All right. In the playoffs, um, Rodgers didn't look particularly good, uh, and then Jimmy G, he didn't look particularly good either. How many times did he end up throwing it? I knew he threw it eight. six times eight. into the late six for eight. Six for yeah. eight. Man. That's a seventy-five percent completion percentage. Damn. I mean, it's not bad. Me. He did what he had to do. Much really like wish Tannehill. we kept that guy. Yeah. We had a de- Tucker and I had a debate with Ben last night where we were like saying how he's not, you know, a world ender right now. And Ben was furious because he has a giant man crush on him. But uh, yeah, um, Jimmy G is going to have to step up in the bowl for sure, because even though Moster popped off, I don't know if he's going to do that again, especially in the Super the Bowl. The Chiefs run defense looked good. I don't think you can run all over them. They're going to have to depend on you know, Garoppolo. Mostert's been good all year, but you know who he like reminds me of? is like a Jonas Gray character where he'll just disappear off the map in, I like after that. a big game. I feel like it'll I don't know why. Mostert had, had a better overall season than Jonas Gray did. Well, Jonas Gray had Jonas one game. Jonas Gray had yeah. one game and then got cut no, I'm, that's two what I'm, later. That's why I'm saying, like, yeah, I'm he's saying like that he's not okay, a, yeah. at the same player at all. <laughs> but for some weird reason in the pit of my like stomach, I get the feeling that he's going to be a no. You know, in the Super Bowl, you always expect one player to pop, and then they never do. Like, it's every year. It's like one, that one player you're looking at didn't do anything. So that's, that's what I think is going to happen to most. You want to know why I think the 49ers are going to win? Tell me. It kind of hurts me to say it, but they have a quarterback who's a former Patriot compared to Tom Brady. They have a three-running back system compared to the Patriots almost every year. They have a tight end who's the best in the league, arguably, but probably the best, compared like to Gronkowski. The they have a very, very good defense, especially they have – I mean – they have at least one corner who can shut down, and they have a good defensive line can tackle compared to the Patriots when they have won Super Bowls. No comment. No comment. All right. <laughs> um, well, you know it's true. But this is the best matchup possible, like I said Yeah, this week. is good. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Best oh, yeah. overs, best D, bring it on. We'll have a full Super Bowl show for you next week. We're not going to go Better too Better than the Ravens. Obviously. Oh, yeah. No, this is the best one you want. This is this is what we want. This is prime time. All right. Um. So we can jump into the natty, too, because that took place after we recorded, and I was right. 
Um, Cam, you owe me a hundred dollars. You're gonna be you're gonna be paying me in dirt bucks. Shout out FSU. Uh, can't wait to get dirt down bucks, there baby. and uh, spend those dirt bucks uh, on a couple rum and coke. So that'll be nice. Yeah, yep. a couple. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. Um, I am sad that I owe you that, but I'm happy you're gonna be coming down, and I'm happy that Joe Burrow proved to me that he is the greatest quarterback to ever come out of the NCAA. Yeah, I mean he's great. Shout out Cole Brennan. I mean, that was a wild atmosphere, like to have like LSU in their home state, in the dome with a coach who's like the most Cajun man I've ever seen in my life. Coach O's um, my favorite man. on That guy loves gumbo. Oh my God. He loves everything ever to happen in Louisiana. It's I, incredible. I think like if I could choose anywhere to have been this entire year, it would have been in New Orleans for the national championship. Bourbon Street looked insane. It, w- it would have been, there. I think it would have been a top five experience. For like, sure. I my roommate was there. Um, he reminds me of Coach O, honestly. Big Smooth, we call him. Uh, shout out, EJ. Yeah, he was there, and he was sending me snaps, and it was ridiculous what he was sending me. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> I mean, Burrow is amazing. I mean, I said, like I said, the Clemson struggled with fields, so I didn't know how they were going to stop Burrow. They really weren't able to. Trevor Lawrence did not look good in this game. It kind of no. kind of threw me off that 17 take. Seventeen overthrows. Yeah, that I I want him on the Patriots. It kind of kind of shook me on that take. Still yeah, I guess him. I would still want him if Brady's gone. But oh, I got to drink now. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was the most exciting team that I've like watched. I haven't watched a lot of college football over the years, but this was the most electric team that I think I've ever seen. Besides the 2013 FSU Seminoles, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that team was – Jameis is – I saw them play live, and, man, they were good. But, no, this team – something about this team with the Cajun coach and just, like, the atmosphere around it. Joe, oh, yeah. Joe oh, yeah. Cool just coming out of nowhere and being a baller. D- Dylan and I watched the game. So, Dylan, Dylan, what are your thoughts on college football? Yeah, they can't compare to what my skills were when I played college football, but <laughs> the two days that the you were two a college days football I was player. a kicker. We'll, we'll touch on Dylan later. <laughs> yeah, no, we're gonna get into some some talk about uh, no, they, our football careers, but no, perfect. LSU looked really good. <laughs> Burroughs was throwing the ball well, like way too well, and he's gonna be really good. So Dylan said to me during the game, he's like. So I like he never he's like I never played so like how can you tell like this is a good throw and and after he said that like Burrow threw like a beautiful arc for a touchdown I was like that's how you tell just because he dropped it in the bucket on him it was beautiful but yeah it was a good game I mean I it was it was close to start and then it turned into a blowout but yeah so um so a packed show we got more to talk about we got the fight that the, that was this week UFC 246 I think it was 246 246 um. Wow. McGregor's back. I mean, I'm all the way back in on him. I was so down and out on him. He's back. Um, that, those shoulders to the nose, man, that would have killed me. I think that I think I would have died. You do have a big target. Oh, yeah. Well, I do have a large <laughs> nose. But no, I think I would have died. I mean, I and we I was having this debate too with a friend that like I would take that beating for the payout. A 40-second beating? I oh, take yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, did anybody Just, did anybody pay for the fight because I didn't? I feel no, bad straight. for anyone that had to pay $70 to watch 40 seconds. You're literally paying $2 per second. Well, they, they, the under. they get, they get uh, the game – or the game, the fight before Oh, yeah. Stuff. I was really into that Holly Holm fight. What did you, you guys take on the Holly Holm nobody fight? Cares. I watched it. It was good. But it would, it would be – The Roxanne fight was the best. I didn't see that one. I started watching you, for Holly wait, Holm. Wait, wait, wait. Listen I to started, this. So Macy, uh, Macy Barber. She's like, she looks like she's 
16, scary. She comes off, her whole entire face is bloody, like gushing in blood, and she's limping off to the side. She's like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And they, they're oh, like, Oh, wait, I did see them drag out. her out. What? I did see them, like, drag her out. Oh, listen to this. The te- the doctor comes up, and she he just feels her leg for, like, three seconds, goes up to the ref and goes, she's got a partial uh, ACL tear. She's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's UFC, baby. And um, she was fine. She got killed, but... You know, nonetheless, that's awesome. I actually disagree with you, Tucker. I'd rather have a first-round knockout, pay the money for a first-round knockout, than a five-round just wrestle fest. I think that's yeah, boring. It's ten extra minutes. I I like to see guys just get popped. That's well, what I'm rooting for. The one thing I have to say about the fight, though, is the bell rang, right? And then McGregor just jumped on him. Don't they like touch gloves, or did they? Already yeah, do he did. I, do, I yeah. thought that was a cheap. Well, move. That was a cheap move. Was that like the guy that, was going in for the ton? Touching gloves, and he I immediately that, I just I think that is him. what happened. I've, played, I've <laughs> played a lot of UFC 2 with my roommate. Shout out Jordan and Pete. We we would do that. They would come out every fight, like, reaching out to, to tap gloves, and we'd all just go in for the head kick right away. And <laughs> you, I, like, 50% of the time, if you had a strong enough fighter, it's a first-round knockout, like, on the first hit. I mean, he destroyed him with that but... first shoulder, and then when... The shoulders the, the, were crazy. The quick shoulders and the little. I never scrum. even thought of that. Killing someone with your shoulder? I mean, wow. Yeah, I didn't even. Yeah. But good for Cowboy. I mean, he made money and he just had to take a couple shots to the face. But uh, I mean, it was I quick. need. I don't know if you guys know about too much about UFC, but there's a guy right now, Masvidal, who's insane. Oh yeah. I need Masvidal McGregor. Like I need air to breathe. Also, Let- I need McGregor Mayweather too, because that was so much fun. Okay, that. I'm gonna say this right now. Masvidal kills McGregor. I think he would kill I don't him, yeah. think that's a close fight. I love I, Mac, I think, like, I mean, I think McGregor's entertaining and all. I don't think he's, like, Khabib or Masvidal level. Well, the next big fight we'll have to have our UFC buddies on, Tom and Mike. They're uh, they're blowing up the game right now, so we'll have to have them on and we could talk so about next, it. Is the next one Wilder Fury? Uh, that's that's boxing. boxing. But, yeah, I mean, we could probably talk oh, that. Oh, I want it. Oh, Fury's going to knock him out. Fury? So is that his? That can't be his real name. Wilder. Tyson Fury? Fury cannot be his real name. Yeah. Yeah. Tyson Fury. That's an insane name for a boxer. Here's a you're crazy born stat. and your last name is Fury, you're bound to be a boxer. He's That's gonna he's going to kill Deontay Wilder. No, in the Deontay first Wilder stats. Right That's an early one. Thirty seven and oh. That's pretty good. Thirty seven oh and one. Sorry, he has one draw with Fury. Thirty six yeah. of his thirty seven wins. Which Fury won. knocked out. Was knocked out. He didn't even think he won. I've watched two boxing matches in my whole life, so I have no comment on this. I don't know anything about. Boxing. Don't know anything about it either, but I did research this. All I have to say is, match. a fight is a fight, and both guys have a chance to win. I would love hey, Dill, to get paid that much. That's not football. Ah, I'd love to get paid <laughs> to just get punched in the face like that. I mean, it would hurt for a while, but I think I'd be I can okay. think of a lot of other things I'd rather get paid to do. Not that much honest. money. Um, <laughs> shout out our uh, actually, shout out our, our young MMA guys, uh, Michael Hurley, Tom Hedges. I literally just shouted them out, but yeah, shout out. Wait, who shouted them out? I did. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, I, I was. But yeah, no, shout out, shout out. Shout that? Edit it out. Double shout Just out. edit that out. Hurley murdered that guy. The fight, yeah, Hurley's fight, that was. That was electric. That man was forty-two. Yeah, that he guy did, had he. His no children looked on from the from the crowd and cried. All right, um, let's jump into a little more baseball. Um, I for for the Red Sox perspective, I understand why they needed to fire Cora. I didn't want him gone, but I understand it because there people are talking lifetime ban, the Black Sox type stuff, which is crazy. Um, my biggest thing at the end of the day is you can't take away that ring. And Cam, I want to get your opinion on this because the two teams that beat the Yankees in the playoffs the last two like the last well. Yeah, two years were the teams that 
cheated. Um, the Red Sox have a cheating scandal out right now. It's they were using videos in like some capacity, not to the capacity of the the banging on the drum stuff, but um, and they, wearing wires. But they're gonna get a slap on the wrist. But they're not. I don't think they're gonna get too much. And if they do get much, I'm gonna have a riot. Um, but uh, for the Red Sox next manager. I think they need Veritek. Thank you. I mean, they, Thank they, you. they need some guy that is a that was a former player that just knows how to deal with the guys. I think that's the biggest part of managing right now in the league. You don't need to have, like, the huge managerial stuff, like the shifts and stuff, because that's all done by, like, sabermetrics and stuff. Like, so there's so much stats now in baseball. Like, they have so many nerds up in the, up in the booth that, like, call the whole game. Um, I think you just need a guy that can rally the troops, and I think that's what Core was. And you got to find a guy like that. Who better than Veritek, who's been with the organization? Tucker, I'll let you go in on Veritek, but first I want to get Cam just his Yankee fans' yeah, perspective absolutely. on the teams that have been kicking his ass for the past three years, uh, being cheaters. Um, yeah, you guys are cheaters and scum. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Actually, I I don't really think it's that big of a deal. What I do think is when it came down to the playoffs. I haven't done the research to look at all the stats. If if the game came down to the Astros or the Red Sox just scoring way more points and runs, please, dear God. <laughs> yeah, just, sorry, if it came down to the Yankees not being able to score runs, then it's not it's a non-factor because it's a pitching thing. If it came down to the Yankees scored a lot of runs, but the Red Sox or Astros scored more. That's when it becomes a problem because, yeah, we put up a bunch of runs, but you guys knew what the pitches were coming, so it's not fair. Well, Cam, I'll give you this. Um, Jose Altuve hit a walk-off on Chapman uh, to go to the World Series, and people are saying he was wearing a buzzer when that happened, like when that happened. And you can kind of look at the video, and he doesn't react. He just swings and starts running, and it kind of seems like he just, like, knew what was happening. Like, he knew it. That's, like... Complete farce. That's stupid. I don't know. Man. You hit the ball. You pimp it. You just. You just. You knew you donned it. You I mean, but like if he was wearing happen. a buzzer, that's dude, what you do. The buzzer thing is crazy to me. What is the buzzer thing? That they were wearing a yeah. shoulder buzzer, and people were Bregman and Altuve were two names. This was by um, what's the manager of the Mets that just got fired? Carlos Beltran. Beltran. His niece was was like had all the inside info. And said that they were wearing buzzers and they were buzzing them on, on now we got, speed pitches. Now we're tearing apart families. Um, I love. Yeah, that. but still. But uh, Tucker, what do you think? Tech, you've always been a huge tech guy. Now, you were a catcher back in the day. So w- what's the deal with tech? Yeah, catcher to catcher, love the move. Um, as a former JV catcher, you know I have a lot of experience, and that's a team leader. Jason Veritek was the leader of that Red Sox team. I don't know another Red Sox player who. Had the C on his chest. Yeah, I mean, he's. No, I neither. think he's the last captain of no, the Red Sox. No, did not have the chest, but uh, Dylan is repping a classic Nomar shirt right now, which I love. But I, I mean, doesn't have a C on it, so we can confirm. The that. man was a great clubhouse figure. I don't think that being a great like coaching mind is as important as in baseball no, as it is in other sport. It's no, more of being a motivator of your team and that kind of stuff. Especially I think, now. And. And knowing your pitchers a lot, and I think Jason Veritek is great for that as a former ca- as a catcher yeah. for the Red Sox. I think he's a perfect fit for that job. And if they choose anyone else, I'm gonna boycott the season. Let me throw out a uh, name. Jack, you're right. By the way, about the captain thing. Before that, it was Jim Rice in 1989. Long so time ago. We were but a twinkle that in That guy makes eyes. no sense, too. If you listen to him on, like, the... <laughs> if you uh, think yeah, our dad of the game. Think, if our dads were thinking about children in 1989, <laughs> um, I'll throw out a name for you. 
player coach, Dustin Pedroia. That would sell tickets. <laughs> you get a you get the old timey player manager. Only make him he, GM. I, I don't care. I love Pedroia. Only if he stops I playing. love Pedroia, but he Our gives me guy. that whole like Little man Second. syndrome. He's like, a, he seems like, like a huge prick. Like, I, I, like, <laughs> I love the guy. I read his book that he put out when I was in like sixth grade, and I used that as fuel to rain terror on all of my other baseball opponent, opponents. But I don't know. I just – I don't see that happening, and I, I don't think that would be a good fit. Veritek's good, I guess. I like Pedroia. He's a grinder, but he is – he does seem like a giant ass. So um, I will say, though, I think the Red Sox are doomed. I don't know if they're going to have – I think the season's dead already. I mean, you've got a new GM, you got a new coach, whoever it is, and then you've got the whole Mookie thing hanging over the your head. The only way this – I got the Yankees winning the division by, I don't know, 25 games and just coasting into the playoffs. So that's what I got. I mean, I think this is going to be a good year to be a Yankee fan, Cam. I think now that you got Garrett Cole, you're going to put it all together. I don't understand how Probably that team should, right? always gets more cap room. I just don't understand. Because the they cap doesn't like, exist in baseball. They just have an like, owner who doesn't care, like John like Henry, Garrett. who cares so much about the, the luxury tax. He's an, I hate John Henry. Dude, I mean, he we have a higher cap than soccer. most teams. But, like, I don't understand. Like, they just don't care about money. Yeah, and no, the that's the way to play the game, though. It's like, we'll just spend unlimited that's amount of money on this team. It's crazy. All right. Um, I mean, their GM's name is Cashman, so he has to drop cash. That's just like a fact. Yeah. But um, all right. So this week coming up, the Pro Bowl. Is anybody gonna watch it? Because I'm not. Nope. I, no. I feel like I sh- we should watch it because we're doing a sports podcast now. But I've literally sat down three years in a row and tried yeah, to watch this, and I can't. I can't make it out of the first quarter. I'm like, this is the most. This is the Pro Bowl is the worst All Star game that exists. Does everybody in agreement? I mean, by far. It's so it's Sorry, so tough coach. to play. Like even if the team, if the players wanted to play a football game, it's so tough to like play another football game at that level. I agree because <laughs> that is it's such a physical sport. Here's how I have them ranked in the top four major sports: Pro Bowl last, then I've got the NBA because that's just a glorified dunk contest. I, I love like it. The, dunk the NHL like shouldn't it. be good. Don't care. But it's kind NHL. of okay because those guys are just psychos and they just want to go out and hit each other. Well, they changed it up. It's not like 3v3 and there's like five different teams. It's cool. It's fun. Yeah, no. I, 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 And the best far and away is MLB because that's where people actually want to win. It used to mean something. It doesn't anymore. They got rid of the rule where the home field thing for the World yeah, Series. Yeah, but now it's about like... I want to be better than you. Yeah. Like, you see Max Scherzer. <laughs> I remember watching Max Scherzer pitching in the All-Star game, and he was grunting during his throws. Like, he was throwing as hard as he could. The All-Star games, I, I don't really watch many of them. The only one I watch is baseball because they, those guys – and it's and I think a big part of it is because it's not a physical game. So, in the NFL, obviously, you have a chance to get hurt on every play. So, if you want to save your career, you're not going to go 100%. Otherwise, you're going to get hurt. Same thing in, in the NBA. There can be forced contact. I mean, you've seen guys break their legs in half on the basketball court, so you can't go that hard. In the NHL, you can take a puck off any part of your body and can break it. Yeah, but they usually keep it low. Yeah, but the, the NHL, I mean, the uh, MLB is not a physical game, so you don't have to worry about that whole thing. The thing the thing about that is that pitchers are probably the most, uh, I don't know, uh, susceptible to being injured during the all-star game but all the pitchers are psychos they are insane so they, people. they they live to strike out the best three players in the league they like they want that so bad so they go hard and then if the pitchers are going to go hard since they have the ball 
the hitters are going to be like, oh, well, I don't want to look like the loser. So then they're going to go hard. So then it is actually kind of entertaining. Make sure you finish that beer. But um, yeah, no. Um, I think it's if you're a, if you're born to either be if you're destined to be a starting pitcher and it doesn't work out, you're going to end up as a serial murderer because those people are insane. You, <laughs> Max Scherzer does have two different eyes. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't think I'll watch the Pro Bowl. Now, but I got one thing to say on this: the Pro Bowl selections are a joke. Almost the entire Ravens team made the Pro Bowl, and two Patriots players made it. Two. Well, who one stood the, out on the Patriots? Stephon Gilmore and who was and Slater. Matt Slater. I mean, who else stood out to you? I mean, but that's kind of crazy. I mean, Kyle Van Noy could have been on this. Maybe Jamie Edelman. Collins, Dante Hyatt, Hightower, Julian Edelman. Edelman. At the same time. Yeah, Jarvis Landry was. I couldn't believe that pick. That was insane. But oh, yeah, no, it's the worst one. But and but then, also you got to put. Who was it? Who was it that we were talking about the other episode? AJ Brown, they missed out, or it was know. somebody. I haven't oh, looked at the oh, roster. Devontae Parker. Yeah, yeah, so, Devontae. Yeah. yeah. Well, he only showed up the second half of the year. That's better than showing up decent all year. Right? Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, um, and I think a big part of it too is the skills competitions. Like they do the skill competitions now in the NFL, but like they're not talked about. The, in the MLB, this, the Home Run Derby is like a must-watch event. I, mean, I do like the Home Run Derby. That's probably the best, like, not and them playing that the sport and the dunk event. Contest. People, I mean, and the dunk, the dunk, the dunk contest, contest can't get the names. Like, last year you no, had Vlad Jr. Year. Who else did you? You had, like, the biggest names in baseball. Uh, I don't know that. about that. Some they, of them. All, the, all them, they all usually just, like, say, nah, I don't want to do it. I don't know. But you had, you've had guys like Ortiz winning. You've had cool hosts. You've it's had got, Josh yeah. Hamilton. So you have the big names, but... In the, in the MLB, I mean, in the uh, NBA, you have nobody. I mean, I don't know. Like, the, I, the past couple guys have won. I was like, who is this fool? Like, why is he the doing M- this? The NBA but, used to be the best because those like those guys wanted to be better than their, like, I guess, other players. But now they just, like, show like they just say, I don't want to even do it. They don't even show up. It's yeah. the same thing in all sports. They just don't want to do it anymore. All I know is, back in the day, Tucker and I made the Cal Ripken All-Star team, and we ran the circuit. So Thank you. I think I was the first person in uh, Lennox Little League history to hit a home run at, at uh, the age of 10. So I'm proud of you. Yeah, you gave up on, on baseball for what, dude? For lacrosse? lacrosse. Good job. Lax, bro. Sick, dude. Sick, bro. <laughs> I will say one more thing about the All-Star game. Um, Just now- take one more sip, too. Shut up. So... <laughs> Now, the reason why I think all-star games are, like, such a non-factor anymore is two things. One, because when they were first implemented, especially, like, in the 60s and 70s, the all-star game was a chance for, like, the network TV channels to, like, have all the stars on one one stage. So, like... Back in the day, you wouldn't be able to watch games unless it was the team in your home state. So it was a chance for those people watching to see the players that they'd never seen before. And now it's just players that are now it's just the fans know all the players. And now it's like not as big of a deal because, oh, yeah, we already see Bryce Harper hit a billion home runs out in California. and Nobody cares. I think they need to take fan voting out of it too because that's just a plot. Yeah, I don't like that. Like either. Taco All Fall sports. was one of the top voted players I for the NBA All Star game. Hey, you don't want Taco? <laughs> Ridiculous. They taco need to take time, time, baby. But um, Taco and Alex Caruso. All right, I'd like to buy the last round tonight, gentlemen, because um, there's been some talk about uh, people trying out for the XFL. Uh, that's starting up soon. Um, I know our uh, 
Probably our biggest fan, Simon. Shout out Simon. He wanted to know our thoughts on Chad Ochocinco kicking. Um, I love Chad Ochocinco. I hope he does it. For but, a PFT um, commentator, though. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, you had a Barstool uh, podcaster trying out who actually got a real tryout, which is insane. But um, I wanted to I wanted to say that I, I want to know how long you guys think it would take you to – if you practiced every day – to get good enough to make it into some sort of semi-professional league. I'm not saying the XFL specifically, but like maybe an arena league, maybe a local league like the uh, New England Football League. This, I mean, the CFL is like cream of the crop, isn't it? So that'd be tough to get into. But um, Dylan, those games once. I would say that Dylan has the best chance because I've seen him kick 50 yarders. Like he can do it. I said if you played in high school, you probably could have went somewhere and kicked. But um, yeah, so I think I think Dylan had the best chance. But personally, I think if you give me one year. Where I practice and go to the gym every day, I put on some weight, I go to the New England Football League, and I could play. Now, I don't know anything about the New England Football League. Neither do I. But as someone that has <laughs> watched you play and knows how long it takes to be in a professional football or any sports shape, you couldn't. I'm, I'm giving myself say, a year. I'm, if, here's the thing, Trey. I don't mean to be mean. But if you can't make D3 football, you're not making semi-pro. They could have made D3. could have played at several <laughs> schools. But uh, let me tell, let me grade myself right now. Let me grade myself right now. My size, F. I'm too small. I'm too skinny. Actually, you know what? My size, D- minus, because I have some height. I have some height, <laughs> D- minus, because I'm very skinny. My speed, D. I'm very slow. My route running, C-. minus. I can run some routes, um, but, you know, I, I could be quicker with my feet. My hands... B plus to A minus. I mean, I can catch the ball. I've, I've watched my tape more than any human being, and my high school <laughs> tape is fantastic. Like, I can just catch anything. Like, I'm, I'm crazy. Cam, you put in some good spots, baby, but, like, I made some plays. I got the hands. I got the ball the skills. Ball. I, can, I can back it up. I, I got some good ball skills. I think if I train for a year, I put on some muscle, I could have a shot. And and here's here's my reasoning. We played in a flag football tournament, and I guarded a, a man. I don't know if he was actually in the New England Football League, but he was wearing a jersey that said New England Football League. And I guarded him, and I did pretty well against him. I mean, I didn't give up too many too many big plays. So as a receiver, I think if you gave me a year training every day, I could make it. But, yeah, that's just my thoughts. I don't know. What do you think, Cam? Oh, I'm too slow <laughs> for, a, for a lot of positions. I was a QB in high school. Um, I'm 5'11 and a half. And I'm not Drew Brees, and I'm not Russell Wilson. So that take that out of the equation. Now maybe you know I go a year and try to work on my speed, try to work on my size. I think my best opportunity would be fullback. Fullback would probably be my best shot at a position in the XFL. I'd give it if I were coming out of high school. No, you're not. You're right now. Right now. Right okay, now. Don't get so mad. <laughs> um, it would it would take me three and a half years before before I think I could make it to the XFL. This is me. This is me. XFL. Now now re- no recalculating shot, my right. take because Cam was a better football player than me. So now I'm kind of yeah. But he said XFL. Up. You're saying like local. Oh yeah, just like a crappy league, like the the oh, new yeah, the good. New England Pirates. I'm major. The New England Pirates, I think, is the Arena Football League like team. I'm talking major major like. Every single day for three and a half years, I am grinding to be better. And then okay. I, would think, I, I think would it would take me probably 10 to 15 years, and then I'd be out of my prime. <laughs> so, uh, Dylan, how long do you think it would take you to get in kicking shape? 
uh, to kick well, in the XFL or some league like it. I don't know because when I was bored at school, I would go down to the field just by myself, like a loner, and kick field goals just for my, just for fun. I had one ball. I would kick it, and then I would go jump over the fence and grab it. And I did that for like maybe an hour, and I could not walk the next day. If my leg hurt so much from literally just kicking a football, and mind you, I was working out three times a week, and like I was active playing baseball, so I don't know honestly if my leg could take it. But if I worked out on it, maybe I don't know. I could probably kick an arena football. It's not that hard to kick it that like that far. I have a video on my phone of you nailing a fifty yarder. So Tucker, if so, you've never played football outside of just a pickup kind of uh, atmosphere. How long do you think it would take you to be somewhat decent? Okay, so here's my thoughts. I, I can't make it as a wide receiver. Can't make it at, I'm going to say, any skill position that takes speed. You could be a I special just teamer. I don't have the speed. Be I'm going to say I need to gain 100 pounds and become a tight end <laughs> if I want a chance. No, so no, no. 100 I'm pounds, say, long snapper. Here's one. So I'm, you gain 200 pounds and you become a D lineman because no. you got the stamina. Okay, I like it. But I'm <laughs> going to stick with tight stamina. end. Tight ends running my fa- family. My father was a college tight end. Um, so I'd have to say I'm going to go down that route. So I'm going to say it'd take me a year to get up to the weight I'd want to be. And then probably eight years to um, – be proficient enough at the sport to make the New England Football League. All right. Well, <laughs> this might be my most wasted take ever seen in a year. I'm, now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, damn, you're, you're dumb. But I've seen my tape. I know I got skills. But uh, all right. That's uh, episode five. Um, thanks for getting wasted with us. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Instagram. I think we're going to turn our um, – this is just a thing I'm pitching to us right now. But we'll turn the forbidden phrase into like a – into like an Instagram story, then people can write in what they think we should we should not be allowed to Absolutely. talk about. Just to do a little more engagement. This brain's that. always cooking. It's Instagram always thinking. I think yeah. there's going to be yeah, a lot of people that just say, I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we'll, we'll, every time Tucker talks, he has to drink. That's fine. Hey, that's that'll fine. make for a good podcast. But uh, all right. Thanks for listening, guys. That's episode five.